Yo, what's up? It's B and J coming your way with something to no. say. No. no. I'm just trying to relate to the kids these days. I cannot. Hey, this is Billy and Jen. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm not a boomer. Yeah. If I'm a boomer, you're pretty close to being a boomer, Vic the sound chick. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. Would you do us a favor? Would you maybe leave a comment or rate it? Give us five stars. It helps us a lot. And we're just thrilled that you're part of it. Uh, This is Billy and Jen signing off as we sign on. Cheers. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers, babe. Top of the top of the morning, day, evening to you. Cheers, my love. Thanks for listening. We have just come off of um just a grueling blizzard in Seattle. It was a I'm not even exaggerating when I say it was a legitimate blizzard. Out of nowhere. Six inches of snow, friends. No, like, more than six inches. Eight? No, 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 almost ten inches in places. Well, like outside we of our house got... in Kirkland, ten inches. Ten inches. <laughs> I mean, it just started. I mean, this is our personalities. I like downplay a little bit. You're like yeah. upplay it. <laughs> ten inches, six inches. You just don't know. Just a lot. You of don't inches. know what you don't know. Yeah, you're like six inches. It I was six know. inches the first. Oh, night. I know. Let me tell you. Okay, it was six <laughs> inches the first night. Um, so much snow, though, friends, that we had to shut down our uh, Totem Lake Villages. One of our flower shops is on a sidewalk. It's covered, but snow was coming in like a blizzard. We could not even open it Saturday and Sunday, which on is Valentine's the Day weekend. biggest weekend for us. But, but can I just say, thankfully, we had a coffee um, coffee shop open up their doors, and we had a pop-up there, and we were able to do some business, which was a huge blessing. A shout-out to Five Stones Coffee. Five Stones Coffee. coffee. Love so them. grateful for them. They're like family. And uh, we made well, it happen. We were going to be there anyways, but yeah, it just so happened that you were inside, so you could still... As people, You know what I was surprised at? In the middle of this blizzard, very few people were driving. Were Was I driving? Yes. That's what I was going to say, um, baby. You saved the company over the weekend. You literally <laughs> got out there and drove flowers, made deliveries all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Fun. I was doing deliveries in this like blizzard and people were shocked when I'd come to the door. And I'd be like, delivery from Sweet Serenity. They're like, what? How did you... Get here. Come on, customer service. Like, yeah, give us yeah. a five star, people. Yo, like, I'm a, I'm a road warrior. Rain shine or a snow, I also have, snowy storm. We storms. also have a four wheel drive SUV, which helps. Yeah, but you yeah. don't drive in snow. There's one thing to have a. Yeah, a I grew up driving drive. in snow. Chicago, yeah, yeah. Baltimore, Alaska. Chicago, I've been to the snow gang. Baltimore. Um, Alaska. It was crazy, though, how many people walked into Five Stones Coffee during the snow. And I mean, it was packed. People, you know, cheers to love, man. So many guys. To just, love? Yeah, they were doing it. They got out in the snow, came and to got get flowers. flowers. Yeah. Like to all the gentlemen in the world, cheers to you. Getting girls. Well, cheers to you, babe. Getting like, girls you flowers s- during the snow. Stone you ones. didn't skip a beat. You just you just kept business running. We did have to cancel um, church one sixteen church on Sunday. That's a, that is the first official um, snow day cancel of our of one sixteen church, <laughs> which kind of bums me out, but. Mm-hmm. Even though we're down to driving it, it was treacherous. So to oh, have a bunch bad. of people come out, yeah, I don't even know where we were meeting at the Hilton. I don't think they were even open for business. Like it was, it was really bad. Like I'm not even joking. Sometimes I love snow days, so I would be the kind of guy who would lean towards like cancel because I love. I just love snow days. Um, but this was like a no brainer. When I text a bunch of the leaders that kind of lead with us at the church, I was like, um, I was like, well, clearly God made this decision easy for us. Like it was, there's just no way you're getting it out. Dumped, yeah. just dumped so much snow. So, but Crazy. it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to have a snow day. We spent, 
Yesterday, which was our Monday, we just chilled. Thank Man, we God. Were, we Thank were God tough. for a day off. Yeah. We all need rest. <laughs> I think I sat on the couch for like four hours straight. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. Happy Valentine's Day to you, by the way, babe. Thanks, babe. Thanks for my beautiful card. There's a chance. I don't even know that this episode is Chocolates. airing a week later because we've been having our internet's been knocked out. Some transformer in the area went down, and so internet has been terrible. So hopefully we're able to up, upload this episode, but this could be a week delayed. So everyone's like, wait a second. I thought that was two weeks ago. <laughs> You'd be correct, friend, and you are like... Uh, a detective. <laughs> I was going to say, what's that detective's name? The famous detective. The one that you're, the show? Yeah, what is it? Oh, I don't know. Something. Oh, man. I cannot. People that are listening right now. Your are mom that. would know. She was, she, she watched it every single day. Watson. Watson is his friend. By, by Jove, Watson. What are we talking <laughs> I about? Not, I don't Sherlock know. Holmes. Dear Lord. Oh, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. There's another one too. I can't think of it. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Well, what are we talking about, babe? Well, we're in the middle. So we're in the middle. It is, we decided that we're going to do four episodes um, outlining and discussing each one, um, four life-altering lessons that we have learned leading up to 24 years of marriage. So we're three weeks now. We did, part one was last week, and it was, what was it called? It was, we're in it together as long as we're together Together in it. it. That was the first life-altering lesson. As long as we're together in it, my love. Yeah, so now we're three weeks to our anniversary, and this would be um, the second one. And this one is, I figured we would kind of talk about another life lesson that has literally, after 24 years, this one for real. For real. We learned in 24 years. I did not know this. How could we? For the first five, six, seven, eight years of marriage. And I don't think I realized that we were doing this until maybe 18, 19 years of marriage. And they were going on 24, you know what I'm saying? So it's just recently it in the last four or five us. years, I'm yeah. like, oh, we actually, this was a life-altering lesson that we've learned over the course of two and a half decades, really. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think the primary years of our kids being like smaller is where it kind of really took place. I feel like we really figured, okay, we, we've got to adjust or we're going to lose our minds. Well, no, I don't. I'm just, what we're about to talk about, I don't think we even did it intentionally back then. We right. just did it. Like, it's what we knew to do. It was what my parents modeled for us. I wouldn't say necessarily your parents modeled for us, but that's okay. No one no one shoots 100. But like, we just did it. And I think we've realized over the years what we were doing. We didn't yeah. know what we were doing until we, oh, that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> Without telling everyone, like, what is it? What did you do? It's a secret. <laughs> we're going to share it today, friends. Oh, okay. So life-altering lesson. Number two, um, let me preface it with this little anecdote Ooh. from my teenage years. I was 16 years old, I think, right around 16, 15, 16. I was a big 15, 16 year old. I'll never forget this day for as long as I live. I'm standing in the kitchen in Chicago, Illinois, where I was going to high school. My mom was saying something to me. And, you know, I'm the big man on the campus now. I'm a junior in oh, high school. Oh, yeah, you are, yeah. huh? You know, I play football. I'm a junior playing on it's the varsity your team. Head a I'm a starter. I'm all conference. You're like in a band, you know, you have the I'm, rock yeah, band vibe. I'm more of like just like the tough guy kind of thing. And my mom was saying something. And who knows? Sometimes moms, you know, you know, you get it. You're a mom. Uh, do I get it? You get it. Okay. Sometimes moms just kind of get in like a, a mom mode and they just start to mom you. That's true. You know, I've seen you do it to the boys. It's you like tried we're to trying to, to mom me. our six-year-olds the way we were momming our eight-year-olds. And she was kind of, I, I can't okay. remember what she was saying. It doesn't matter what she was saying. My response was completely inappropriate and is never okay, as you're about to find out. Right? But whatever she was saying, I remember just saying, I'm standing there. She's, she gets done kind of doing her mom thing. And I go, oh, mom, shut up. 
Oh, oh dead, man. dead well, man. Okay. Like if you come from the kind of household I grew up in, those are literally your dying words. And here's what, right when I said it, she stopped and looked up at me, like almost as she was as shocked as I was that I said it. And I didn't dawn me, but in my peripheral, my father had just walked in from yeah, the garage did. and he was standing in the mudroom when I said those fatal words. Oh, mom, shut up. And even though I said it kind of like endearingly, can you do that? You're like, shut up. I, I don't think you actually said it endearingly. Like, no, I, no. You're I, being trust sarcastic. Me, trust me. I would never have been like, shut up. Like my dad would have put me in the grave. But here's what happened. I say it. I noticed my dad and everything happened in a blink of a moment. I swear to God, he was on me so quick. He grabbed me by my shirt. Threw me up against the wall. I mean, so quick, like a ninja. And I, I have to remind myself that my dad was special forces in the Vietnam War. Like he's literally trained to kill a man. He he did kill people, <laughs> which he never wanted to talk about. I've said that before many times on this podcast. Like I once asked my dad, "Did you ever kill a man?" And he said to me, "I'm gonna lie. You asked me that question one time, son. The Bible makes it very clear. There's a difference between killing a man and, and murdering murder. a man." I have never murdered a man. <laughs> I'm like, what? He just answered your question, man. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, uh, he's just saying, I'm not a murderer, but I am a killer. <laughs> and oh so anyways, I, um, and not that I'm making light of that, but wartime. Anyway, so he pins me up against the wall. He's, my dad's 5'11". I, this time I was 6'1". I mean, I was fully grown at 16 years, you know. And so my tippy toes can barely touch the ground. I felt like he was going to literally push me. There was so much pressure against me. I felt like he was going to push me through the sheetrock. And my mom, she's instantly screaming. She's like, Tom, Tom, Tom. your dad snapped. Well, I think she felt like he snapped. Like he went back to war days. You know, she, and, you know, and just, and what triggered him was me telling my mom to shut up. And he was on me so quick. She's like, Thomas, please don't. Thomas, like she was trying to wake him up. And my dad, his eyes were so intense. He was like, my nose was touching his nose. He was looking at me. And he says these words as I thought, I was literally waiting for the moment for him just to punch me in the face oh my and put me out. I was like, it's over. Like my dad's going to knock me out right now. I literally felt that, like he's gonna knock me out. And I couldn't feel bad about it because I just told my mom to shut up. And I'm like, that's it. And I'll never forget these words for as long as I live. They ring true in my ears today. He goes, son, that's not your mom you're talking to. That's my wife. <laughs> I remember being like, dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, Thomas, Thomas, don't do it. I'm like, dad, I'm so sorry. And he lets me down. And he just walks out of the room as if he like needed to go gather himself before he killed his second oldest son. And <laughs> I, it, it indelibly marked in me something that has followed me the rest of my life. And those words, that's not your wife. That's not your, that's not your mom. That's, that's my wife. And it forever imprinted on me. Like I knew my dad loved me. I knew my parents loved me. But make no mistake, before she was my mom, that's his wife. She was his wife. That's right. And I can relate with this. And he treated her like that. He treated her like the queen that she is and was. He he loved her. He served her. He protected her. He doted on her. He was affectionate with her. He was romantic with her. He took care of her. Like my dad, and some some men would be like, he went way overboard. And I'd be like, well, you're less of a man than he is. <laughs> Don't get me going. Because I think strength exists to serve. I think authority is in place to help others. That's what it's Absolutely. there for. If you think it makes you in charge and it makes you the man, you're less of a man. And if you disagree with me, I'd love to have that conversation face to face. So this was modeled for me. And it dawned on me 
as we were kind of coming up with this series that in parenting with our kids, one of the things we have learned about our marriage, and this whole series is love and marriage, is that it is us before it is them. Every time. It's us before them. And it's never us against our children. Never. Right. It has never in my life for even one moment been us against or versus our children. But make no mistake. And I think some people are like, wait a second, I got to wrap my mind around this. Please wrap your mind around it because we're talking from 24 years of marriage. Um, it is always us before it's them. It has um, to be. Together, we're, let me put it this way. You're my wife. I'm your husband. They are our children. In my mind, you are not their mom, and I am not their dad. I know you're their mother, but before you're their mother, you're my wife. And before I'm their dad, I'm your husband. That's right. You're my husband. Like, this is so important. And it's not saying one is not and the other one is. It's saying both are. But make no mistake, when parenting becomes- What comes first? It's always about what comes first. And here's what I've seen. Over years and years and years and years of watching this and seeing this in our own lives, I'm going to make this statement, and maybe it rings true, maybe it does. When parenting becomes the number one priority in a marriage, that marriage won't look like a marriage for much longer. That is the, the truth. End of story. Done. Yeah. When parenting, which is so important, am I correct? Like, it's huge. It is so massive. Any parents that are out there listening right now, any married couples that it's aspire, any 24/7. singles that are like, I want to get married and have it's kids one all day. All the time. Parenting is one of the highest calls, yep. one of the greatest joys, also one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your entire life, right? It's it's all of it. But when parenting becomes the number one priority in a marriage, that marriage won't look like a marriage for much longer. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. It is we are married. Before we are parents, we are parents, and it is it is such a gift, and it is such a responsibility. And working to keep that priority is huge. But we yes. are husband and wife yes, yes, before we are yes. mom and dad. Actually, we have a rule: we refuse to call each other like mom um, or dad. Yeah, like hey mom, hey how's mom, it going? hey dad, <laughs> hey dad. You're like, are you telling me like you would sacrifice parents your kids? No. Can I tell you this? One of the best things we do for our kids- <laughs> Keep each other number one. Is stay in love with each other. Yep. That's the number one make, thing. Make each other priority. Okay. Let me say this. <laughs> our kids know two things. We have three kids, 21, 20, 16. Our kids know two things. I promise you this. Number one, they know that we love them more than anything in the entire world. They know mm-hmm. that, right? Number two, they know that we love each other just Even, a little more than that. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, if you ever see my, my kids, they're we like, We love oh. each other more than that. Right. My parents love me more than anything in the world. With each other, uh, they love each other a little more than that. It's, it's not comparing, like, I love you more than them, but they just know our relationship as husband and wife, it takes precedence. Mm-hmm. We are husband and wife. So for us, above even being parents, I refuse to allow the responsibility of parenting, which it is a huge, huge responsibility. responsibility, the joy of parenting, right. which is it a huge joy, the all-consuming aspect of being a parent, which it is. It's all-consuming. We refuse to allow that to stop us from being friends, from being lovers. Can I just say this? We are lovers before we're parents. That's right. That's not true for a lot of people. And we have to work to be friends before that, we're parents. Our friendship... Our romance, our intimacy, our excitement with each other, our happiness together, we refuse to allow parenting to come before that. Now, there are days where being a parent 
You're exhausted. You do not want to have All sex. All the sexiness you in marriage feel is the gone. Opposite of right? sexy. There are days being a parent where I'm like, I don't even want to be your friend anymore. Right. Because I came home and you're like, you need to discipline your children. I'm like, what do I got to discipline? I'm like, I haven't, you know, like, I mean, but All at the, the things, end of the day, yeah. we have lived, and by the grace of God, we have lived kind of by this, this mentality and this philosophy that it's you and me. It's you and me and them, but it's you and me, me first. And them, and the best thing we can give our children Mm -hmm. is us being together. Mm -hmm. That plays out in a lot of ways. Um, And so, I guess some of the questions is like, what have we done to keep the fires of sexual bliss and excitement and friendship and intimacy and romance and fun in our marriage through the last twenty four and a half, twenty four years, two and a half decades, and yet still not neglect. The responsibility of raising of great being kids a parent. and being right, good yeah. parents. Like you have to do both. Yeah. What are some of the things um, you know, maybe we've done to do it? I I don't know if you know over after the bat, but I kind of like, you know, I think one of the things that we learned very early on was what you need most as a woman is love. And not just for me to say I love you, but for me to show you I love you, demonstrate that I love you. Time. Yeah, how, whatever that is. Touch, affection. Yeah, yep. how, and, and we can get into like how I show love, but it has to be demonstrated. And also, of course, I need that. But what a man needs, I would say most. Is respect. Is respect. Mm-hmm. A man needs respect. Like genuine respect. Like I'll say this, and I say this a lot of times if I'm officiating a wedding. Like if I know that you believe in me, believe in who I am as a man, then it doesn't matter if everyone else doesn't believe. If the whole world is against me, but I know that you, the woman I love the most, totally believes in me. It's like, I could do it. I could do it. You know what I'm saying? So there's come like, so that has helped us keep that husband-wife kind of connection, that love and intimacy in our marriage, even while we change dirty diapers and discipline naughty children and have to deal with waking up at two in the morning because they won't go to sleep. Like all that, you know what I'm saying? The tantrums, the consistent disciplining, all of it. Yes, absolutely. I was just thinking, the first thing that came to my mind, and especially when your babies are young, is I was I was exhausted most days. And I had to like prepare my day to create margin just to have time with you. Like in other words, it could be the simplest thing is like I'm putting these babies down at seven o'clock and then I'm going to like spend time with you. Even though I would want to go to bed at seven 30, as soon as those babies, I remember putting them to bed and being like, all I want to do is go to sleep. But that was like, no, what? No, I'm going to drink a cup of coffee, whatever I need to do and hang with you and have some time together. Can I just add a little bit more? To I that? know that seems so simple, no, it's so brilliant, but it's like, I had to, I had to create, I had to prepare myself emotionally, mentally, like create margin. What's most important of my day is like, you coming home and having time with you. Because I found many weeks that I would go day after day after day after day and I all I'd be doing is taking care of kids and then go to bed exhausted. And then I wouldn't even really, I'd see you, but we wouldn't see each other. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't have any time together. We'd uh-huh. just be like roommates living together. Yeah. And that was, and it was it varied differently. When they were kids, it was like infants. It was like, you know, they depend on a moment. When they were toddlers, it's like they're everywhere. When they were teenagers, it's like they have practices and they have this thing and they have these you're friends and they have all and this. Going. Yeah. And always it shifts with every season. But can I just say this? One of the things you said, I know I know I know what you're saying, but if I'm gonna give more clarity, you're like when I'd put them to bed, then I'd go spend time with my husband. I don't know that there was ever one week that went by where you just put them to bed. Just put the kids totally to bed. True. Yeah. Like we did that all together. And I'm not trying to I am not <laughs> trying to by saying that, please 
please hear me, gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast. That is not me trying to be like, oh, look what I did. That is a given. Yep. That is bare minimum, friend. You're a dad. And can I say- Bare minimum is you help- You make a good point. With the responsibility of changing diapers and taking care of kids and putting them in bed. Like, when did that just become the woman? Like, I can't breastfeed them. <laughs> really? Are you sure? That would be very dysfunctional. <laughs> um, you know, so there's certain things I can't do that you do. But that doesn't, why do you, why would, why would a woman take on the sole responsibility of raising, taking care of, looking after children? BS. And that, gentlemen, we don't get a badge for that. You get a badge for being a dad, by the way. Can I just say that to all the dads out there? I salute you. Absolutely. Highest call, one of the highest calls to man, being a husband, being a father, and being a son. Those are the three greatest titles, fellas, you that we will ever, ever carry in our yeah. lives. You can take pastor, you can take president, you can take doctor, you can take CEO, general, you can take manager. any other title. Great, and go for it. I'm glad for you. Earn it. That's awesome. But your greatest titles you will ever carry are husband, father, son. Mm-hmm. Do that. A close fourth would be friend. That's like, so just great. are you a friend? And, and you, you make such a great point. And and I did say, I, had, I put him to bed. We did. We put him. You were always a part of everything, like feeding the kids. Even when I would nurse, you would get up in the middle of the night, grab the baby, put the baby on my breast to nurse. I mean, I think we mentioned that last podcast, but you were always in it with me. And I, and I have to say this, you make such a great point because I'm remembering back to those days of when we were up in the middle of the night with our kids and then we were doing it all day. But it was easier for me than some of my friends because you were so in it with me. And I, and, and I love my girlfriends and not all their husbands were getting up in the middle of the night like you were. Were they? And I don't know, yeah. I mean, no, I know for a fact because they were my friends, but they weren't. They were not. Oh, they were not. Oh, yeah. And well, my husband, a lot of women say, well, my husband has to work in the morning. Me too. And I'm like, and you are too. What's the difference? You both are in this together. Even if you don't have a job that you go to as a woman, just raising children, keeping a house. We're working at home full time. And I would hear that. I'd be like, no, no. Like he might have to go outside the house to work, but I'm in the house working. And it might be harder sometimes on certain days than him being at a desk. And yo, man, when you get home, now to the work, the better work, the greater work the point, of building a family. The point I was going to make is that you doing it with me alongside in it together gave me actually more energy to have time with you, to have time to do other things than just be with my three kids. And I would say that played in huge into our marriage. And that that only you could do that though for me. Yeah, And, 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 and that's, that's huge. Vice versa. Vice versa, if I was just to do it. And there and are- Vice versa, meaning this, when, when you come home, I needed to deal with the discipline so that the first thing they saw their dad was all the time, take care of the kid, they're running me crazy, you know, discipline him. I actually did a lot of that while you were gone so that when we came home in the evening, you came home in the evening, we could just hang together. You weren't disciplining all night. <laughs> okay, and I remember, I remember when our kids were between the ages of probably two and eight- <laughs> Oh man! How many days were we absolutely, utterly, completely without question, just exhausted? But we were exhausted together, and we would take off our clothes exhaustedly together, <laughs> and we would attempt to make love exhausted together. together. And you know what? It might have looked like a it hot just mess, started but it to work, was and then we would draw you. a bath. Together, and then we would like kind of get a little pep in our step, and maybe we go watch a movie together. together. You know, it's just like, and then we fall asleep after thirty minutes of the movie together. Because for us, we're like, dude, we can't just turn into mom and dad. Yeah, 
It's really it's real. such a high call. I am not dissing mom and dad. It is it is the greatest thing. And also, if you have the joy of being a parent, you know the unspeakable fulfillment Absolutely. of loving and serving and taking care of another human being that is yours, that you brought into the world. Like there's nothing like it. Nothing. But please understand me. What good do you do that little human if you neglect the most important relationship in your life, mm-hmm. which is that of husband and wife? Like there it is. Like we're going to be together. My kids. Two of them are already moving out. I only got one left in the house. And when she moves out in four years or 50 years, <laughs> babe, because my baby girl can stay as long as she wants, it's just you and me. It's you and me again. That's right. And if all we were were parents, we don't even know each what other. What do we have anymore? No wonder people who hit like year 24, 25, 30, they're divorcing. They don't know each other because all they did was give themselves to being the mother. The when father. did you guys stop being romantic and having sex and taking off your clothes and wooing each other? Start again. That's right. I'm, Why I'm, not? I'm speaking like to friends. Like if you, I'm not mad at you. Choose today. It's just a choice to do it again. Make Unbutton it- her shirt while she's cooking dinner. Just do it. She's like, "What are you doing?" Be like, "What are you doing?" Like, just do it. <laughs> yes. Get ladies, back to yes. it. Man, my dad said this to me years ago when we first got married. He says, "Son, if you do not have an affair with your wife, someone, someone else will. will." And I was like, "That's right." Like I'm going. There is an excitement about being in love. Mm-hmm. We're talking about love and marriage. So be in love. Okay, what are, what's a practical way? I think one of the ways is learning to value each other and value what we have in each other. And it goes way beyond physical appearance. It goes like, I value your femininity. Yes. I value who you are as a person. You value me as a man. There's the love and respect. It's me showing you. Many times the way I would show you I'd love you is in the little things. It's kisses for no reason. It would be leaving notes. It's texts that are somewhat suggestive. It's leaving you a magazine that you like. It's buying you flowers for no reason. It's the little cards. It's the little shoulder rubs. It's, it's date nights. It's date it's nights on purpose. It's like me planning. And you do the same thing. Yeah, it's walks. Here's what I learned. By doing that, many times, I was doing that because I'm like, I need to do that. I need to show her and demonstrate to her that mm-hmm. I love her. As opposed to, I love you, I provide for you. I, I put a roof over your house. I'm the father of your children. Like, not enough, man. You're talking bare minimums. Like, thank you for doing that. Because there are men who have who've abdicated even that responsibility. So thank you. But at the same time, there's more to it. You're a husband. And so what I would find when I do those little things, it would awaken and reaffirm something in me that's always been there. That passion for you. Yep. So I gave you a massage after I kind of did the dishes after dinner, and you would reciprocate that out of gratitude. Not like, oh, now I'll pay you with sex, but you wanted to. It actually, yeah. okay, for lack of a better word, like it turns you on. Totally. You're like, babe, thank you. I mean, the you. best thing a husband can right. do for his wife is care. Right. Because care equals a turn on. It's a turn on for women. It's like you genuinely, you care. And, and you, know, a woman knows when a and man is And what is a turn on for something. a man? Just you being turned on. Turn right. On. <laughs> we keep saying turn so on. So easy for you. Yeah, that's all I need. Just there's that little twinkle in your eye. I'm like, are, are we there? I mean, I could be dead exhausted. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> like, it doesn't take much. Come on, girls. We can do this. And most dudes would agree. I think it's valued. Okay, remember that joke from a long time ago? This is such a bad joke, but I need to tell it. You know, like on the value of a woman. You know, back in the day, when Adam was in the Bible with God and they were in the Garden of Eden and Adam says, God, I I feel lonely. Could you just give me, I just need a woman. And he's like, okay, what if I gave you a woman that 
always loved you. She was always beautiful in your eyes. She took care of herself physically. Her breath never smelled. Her complexion was always just the fairest of them all. Oh my gosh. She waited on your hand and foot, made all your food. She would massage your shoulders. She would fold your clothes. She would take care of everything. She would always believe in you, always encourage you. She would never have a bad hair day. She would exist to serve you in every capacity, physically, mentally, emotionally, and sexually. And Adam's like, oh my God, God, I would love that. He's like, it's yours. He's like, okay, what's it cost me? He's like, that'll cost you an arm and a leg. To which Adam responds, what can I get for just a rib? <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Christian joke's gone wrong. The dumbest oh. thing. I, I was cringing the entire time, folks, while he's telling this joke. It's so dumb. No, no, no. Okay, I say yeah, all yeah, that yeah. to say, <laughs> as a man reminding myself how valuable you are. You are worth an arm and a leg, both legs, both arms, and the head. Like you, and we have to, sometimes we forget. I mean, I'm guilty. And you know, having kids, I'm guilty of forgetting. It's, it's the quickest way to forget oh. how, how wonderful you can get so preoccupied. You are, I am. It's like we devalue each other without even realizing it because we become, become so preoccupied with raising these little people that it literally consumes everything and it's so important it's such a good point babe that we take time to care and honestly again like it it, it happens so quick i remember having the little ones and then the toddler stage and they're throwing fits every other second they're screaming yelling crying and figuring that whole that whole process out and i was exhausted and i the last thing i ever wanted to do is is like take time to care for you but i think we i think we have to commit like when i was weak you were strong when you were you were weak i was strong and that was really what helped us through those moments exactly and we're not just and saying two are, two are better than one and we're not just saying having sex like we take time just to be friends take time to laugh at each other take time to spend time with each other take time to drink coffee together take take time take time to talk together and get, like we had to do all the, all and it did lead to sex and it's made our sex life amazing for 24 years but you we take time to be friends yeah like we have to be friends in the midst of it and not just turn into partners oh that's so real yeah can like, we just talk about that for a second yeah because, like we're partners i mean like parenting creates this this dynamic in a marriage or in a, in a relationship that is like you become partners and some people become can i just say this i've seen some marriages be really like professional partners. Like they actually do it really well, which is a scary thing to think about because they find this groove of like, we're partners that almost sometimes sleep in separate beds Yeah, and they, they make good money and they raising their kids. And when they're with their kids, they're happy. But when their kids are not around, they're not with each other. And it becomes this weird partnership that that should never have been. Yeah, Can I just say? Make no mistake, parenting is a partnership, but we are partners and lovers. In fact, right. I switch it. We are lovers who are partners. That's right, that's right. That's exactly right. Like, we are partnering together in this, but make no mistake, we're lovers first. And if you feel like that's fading or is fading, you can reverse it. You can reverse it. You have, but you have to, you have to commit to being, it's us before it's them. Mm-hmm. It's never us against them, never. But it is us before them. Yeah, we are husband and wife. Um, I think if we start, if we go down this parenting role, and beca- parenting becomes the most important thing in a marriage, then it makes it a lot easier for the wife to act like a mother to her husband, and it makes it much easier for a husband to act like a boy. to play the adolescent boy yes. with her wife. And this is one of the things that I've seen now in marriage counseling through years. Um, we've seen this play out. This is the number one thing that probably plagues marriages other than like finances or infidelity. 
is this the mom. wife mothering the husband and the husband playing the part of the adolescent boy. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm getting super psychological, but this is just super no, real. It's, it's good. And put yourself in it wherever you want and see yourself in it. But we've both been in those things. Like, So if parenting becomes the number one thing in our marriage, all of a sudden I can revert back to kind of being like just an adolescent boy. However I do that, like I, I get an attitude, I just lose myself in video games, or I just want to go out and play with the boys. I'm gonna and go can do I say thing. to the mom, so that you're saying the, the, the wife mothering, the truth is, is I've been so guilty of that. You at, to all the moms, you mother two little people. I was two boys, right? I mothered them all day long, mothered, mothered, mothered. And then my husband, you walk through the door, and I still functioning. You're kind of in default mode. I'm in this default mode. And I need you to go do this, babe. Need you go do this, babe. Need you go do this. Many times I didn't even realize it. And I remember you pointing it out, and it usually ended up in like a fight or something. And it was hard for me to admit. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm like just straight mothering you. And can it's I just true. say, ladies, you have to learn to take that hat off. Like, you got to take it off. Your man walks through the door. He is not your son. And can I just say this, fellas? Thank you for saying that to the ladies. Now, I will talk to the gentleman. Dude, you have to help her take that hat off. Like, you come home and you're like, dude, where's my wife? Where's the sexy where's woman the in dinner? the apron? And just like, where, like where, where is she not? Like, why is she not all done up? And she's been just losing her mind all day taking <laughs> care of two humans. So you help her. And so and I wasn't always the best at it, but I mean, I learned this from my dad. You really did. I would come in. First of all, many times I would just drop my pants, like, I'm home. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh my God. Of course, the kids weren't around. That would be I was just saying, like, that was like, then I would they come were... into the kitchen. And before I would help you make dinner and help you, because it's how you dishes. help her take that off. Before I would do that, I'd wrap my hands around your waist. I had to go up. I go down, kiss you on the neck, right? Like we do this. We do this today. Okay, can I just say, and I'm a little okay, this this is this is real. This is real life for us. You about to self-brag? I, I would be no, I would be a little agitated at yeah. first. I'd yeah, be like, yeah. oh babe, I don't you I'm know tired. I'm tired. And I had to be like but I haven't had, even showered. I'm like, you smell delicious. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> you know, and there's part of us as women are like, oh, we kind of want that part, but we feel so tired. Right. But you but were didn't always, it make so much easier. I was like, hey, go sit down. Yeah. I'll finish. But you didn't just like I wasn't you never made me feel like it had to be sex right now or no, 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 come no. to the bedroom. You always just did that. And then you were like, here, let me take over. Totally. And if I was washing the dishes, I, got I remember the dishes. one time I was washing the baby in the sink and you were like, I'll finish, you know, and I'll, I'll get yeah. the powder and the diaper in. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and it was hard for me to be like, okay, yes, like step away. You came home. Right. Husband came home, not little boy. Husband came home to serve, and cared. To help, and to, serve. to care, protect. And, and that was a game changer, babe. And on the days when I would come home just absolutely frazzled. Gentlemen, I know we all work hard. And yes, absolutely And I get stressed. but you don't come home every day done. And if you do, something's Thank wrong, you. man. Thank something's you. wrong. If you're coming home every day and all you can do is like, I'm done. I got to put my feet up, drink a glass of whiskey. I can't even. Dude, figure it out, bro, because you're missing something. There have been days, though, when I came home and I'm like, I am I'm spent. Yeah. And it would be on those days where he'd be like, oh, baby, sit down. And I'd be like, no, babe, I don't, no, no, please sit down. And then you come over and all of a sudden, what what happened to your bra? It's not even there anymore. Like (laughs) you you would just do little things. But I, I wanted to because of all the other days. We did it together. And, and, and that is the give and take. That's the part of together that I think so many of us, we have to commit to figuring that out. And some, some people are listening or in the thicket of that. And I could just, can I just say, you got to figure it out and you can do it. And we, we, by God's grace, had some really good days and some really rough days. 
But thank you, thank you for coming home and not just playing boy. And and for me, and I did, I had to take off the mom husband. hat and not address you or treat you like like a little boy. Thank you for not being my mom. I have one. I love her. I don't need that. That's right. Yeah. And I think we've said this before on the podcast, but it probably comes under this principle too that we've kind of when it came to parenting, um, our children adapted to our lifestyle. We refused to adopt. A new lifestyle. That's so and so many right. times when people are married and they have kids, they buy into this, and I'm going to call it a lie because I've lived the opposite my whole life. So I, I feel like I can say it's a lie that you have to adopt a new lifestyle. Oh, you can no longer do this. Oh, you can no longer do that. Like you're a parent now. That's a lie. Now, certainly things change. Certainly it gets much more difficult and much you have to get a lot more creative to keep the fun but and to go the out. The change is actually wonderful. But we just said, no, 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 no. Yes. You will adapt. Here's how we do. Right. We go out a lot. That means you're gonna have a babysitter every now and then. But we didn't, we didn't, we didn't pawn off the responsibility of raising and parenting our kids to especially, nannies. Especially to a nanny. I've now, seen that. Okay. Now, I, I, live say, in, I live in a city now meddling. where I have seen because yeah. there's a ton of money around here. I didn't grow up this way. People have literally pawned off the responsibility of parenting to nannies. P.S. Can I say this? And when those kids get to be teenagers, you see that. Can I just say this? P.S. Have a nanny. Oh, I yes. think it's great. Yes, of course. I think it's so wonderful. I think that's if you can do that, that's fantastic. But like you just said, you're gonna have to be the that parent. does not remove your responsibility as the number one role, which is the parent in that child's and life. And can I tell you what that I'm gonna define it for you? You're like, so what do I have to do? T I M E. Time. You owe your kids time. 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 You have a babysitter, you have a nanny. I get it. Well, some of us, I mean, we have I've worked an executive job. You've run a business. We did it both together. We both high level in what we did. I right. mean, didn't have an hour in the day to spare. Time. Make it for your kids because you're a parent. And on top of it, make time for your husband and wife or you won't be the best parent you could be. That's right. So we we told, we told didn't tell our kids, but they just grew up with this. They adapted, adapted to our, to our We lifestyle. always went. We would take them to restaurants with us. They learned to sleep in other places other than their and bed. And they would misbehave in restaurants, cribs, we would deal cars, with it car seats, immediately beds, yep. and every single time. And it was so inconvenient. So inconvenient. And it made me many times not want to go to restaurants. And was there a season we did not go out as much? Sure, because it was hard. But we didn't stop going out. That's right. And we resumed going back out. Like we just... We kept going out. We and we kind of just like and you train a child. You train. Yeah. You you raise cattle. You train children. And I say the difference is is <laughs> no, it's real though. Yeah. You you train children. That means it takes time. Train them. It takes consistency. It takes hard work. But when you put in the work and you train a child, the child grows and does so so well. But in marriage, we don't train each other. That's we right. cherish and love each other, and that's the difference. And I think drawing that line has helped us in our marriage. And man, we still got. I don't know. What do you think? You think we got twenty four more years? We're to forty four, so that puts us at sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. We probably got twenty four more years. I'm living till eighties, nineties. Okay. So then we have more. Um, but yeah, it served us well, and I think it'll continue to serve us well. And you just said something. Um, you said time, T I M E, and it reminds me of this quote. It says this: "It is easier to build a strong. It's easier to build strong children than it is to repair a broken man." And when you said, uh, when you say it said, again. it's easier to build strong children than it is to repair a broken man. And when you wow. said you got to put in the time, can I just say time with consistent discipline, time with consistent love, 
time when they're little, time when they're in middle school and high school, time. Time builds strong children. Oh, yeah. And if you're going to discipline, which whatever that means to you, if that's spanking or time out or take away a privilege or ground them or they don't have screen time, whatever that is for you, whatever discipline equals for you, if you're going to discipline, do it every time. Mm -hmm. And then can I also say this? The hardest part is taking the extra time after you've disciplined them to reiterate how much you love them, not only through talking, but then in time. So many times when I'd have to discipline one of our children, you same way. I like That means later that day, I'm like, hey, let's go for a walk. Or they're going to sit on the couch with me. We're going to watch a movie. I'm going to play Legos with them. I'm going to draw. And I didn't necessarily have the time. But here's what happens. If all we ever do is discipline, we become mm-hmm. disciplinarians. And there will be an, a, a relational disconnect with our kids. And that's why parents are afraid to discipline. And they'll discipline. be resistant. Resentment, right? But that's why parents are afraid to discipline. They don't want to do it because, like, there's be a disconnect. Only if that's all you do, right? But if you take the extra time to be like, okay, that means maybe thirty minutes a day because we had to talk or they got discipline, they were grounded. I'm going to go and like, hey, I want let's take a walk together. Hey, let's watch this movie together. And you do something, it reaffirms with kids like, okay, first of all, that behavior is not acceptable. Second of all, mom and dad love me. Mm-hmm. That behavior is not acceptable. Mom and dad still love me, and that works for kids. And that's if you don't discipline. If you don't deal with, it will lead to social dysfunction and behavioral dysfunction. It will. So you're afraid of disconnect. Well, you can do something about there not being a disconnect if you discipline. Right. But if you don't discipline, they will be dysfunctional socially, emotionally, and behaviorally. You can't take your kids out in public because they lose their they lose their ish. They start throwing stuff and hitting people, and, and they won't listen to you. And you can't stop right. them. And you just that's you on lose you, your, mom and dad. That's, that's on, on you. you. That's on you. Yeah. That that will certainly happen if there is no level of like no and and the consistency that. of that, especially when they're little, it's a lot of. But work. if you do it, it pays off. It actually works. Yep, not a theory, fact, fact. So, and that's what builds strong. strong kind of, I feel like we kind of veered off into parenting, but uh, we could talk forever on this. But but that's that the main is, thought that is, is a yeah, core. When it that's comes to core. being married with kids, just this thought: that's not your mom. That's my wife. Yeah. That whole thought, like it's it's us before them, and it's we're always for them. But and I love it, and I, I think probably that whole thought that just hit me, like our kids know two things: number one, that mom and dad love me more than anything in the world; number two, they love each, love each other more than just that. a little more than that. Yes, and that's huge. So huge. Cheers, babe. This has been cheers, good. babe. All right, here's the twenty-four years coming up. Here's here's to us. All right. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.